welcome to the Blissing Out podcast. I'm so excited you're here and I know you were brought here for a reason. Have you ever wondered how to step into the most aligned and abundant version of yourself? Catch yourself daydreaming about a life that you can feel excited about. Or even better, have you ever wanted to feel so abundant and aligned that you actually become the most successful version of yourself right now? Well, you've come to the right place. My name is Katie and I am the founder and creator of spiritual development brand, Blissing Out. It's my soul's mission to help you step into the abundance by rewiring your subconscious mind so you can manifest the reality that your wildest dreams will be jealous of. Consider this podcast your weekly dose of manifestation tools, subconscious breakthroughs, perspective shifts with a little spirituality and productivity sprinkled in too. I'm so grateful you're here and we are going on this journey together to the most aligned version of yourself. And thank you so much for pressing play today. Now let's create some bliss together. beautiful, beautiful Blissing Out babes. I'm back for another episode of the Blissing Out podcast. I'm so excited to be here. And today I'm going to be talking about a topic that has been very, very, very popular in my DMs recently and in my client sessions. So today I'm talking about manifesting your dream partner and the steps that need to be taken in order to call this person in and for you to to benefit from this person in the best way possible for the highest good. So the reason why I'm I'm talking about this today is because I recently went through another dating experience where I felt like I had met someone that I could potentially spend the rest of my life with. And I really did feel that at first. And as time went on, I really felt like I was compromising on my own needs and my own desires just to fill that that void of feeling lonely and that and that kind of you know I was I was starting to feel lonely I was starting to feel like I was behind in life and in my relationships and so I was kind of compromising on things that I've always wanted and I ended up um, walking away from the situation as I didn't feel in alignment with it anymore so the reason why I'm even talking about this is because I want to let everybody know that listens to this podcast I want everyone to know that in order to manifest your dream partner, you have to become your dream partner. And what that means, and what I what I mean by that is I mean that you have to look inward and see where the gaps are and in the in the areas of your life that you want to, you know, attract anything in your life, not even just a dream partner, but you have to look inward and see where the gaps are in the ways that you are not embodying what you're trying to attract. So we always attract who we are and what we are, right? And 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 not what we do, but what we are, who we are, how we show up in our everyday life. And so when we go about attracting a dream partner, we have to embody the qualities that we want in a dream partner in order to attract it because like attracts like. And the universe is always going to give us what we're what we're putting out. So if you keep attracting partners who are not accepting of you or they are, you know, not open with you or they, you know, aren't what you want, oftentimes it's because you may not be accepting of yourself just yet or you're not open with yourself or you're not loving of yourself or you don't feel worthy of love. So the reason why this this episode even came into my mind and the reason why I had the inspiration to talk about this today is because I was having a client call with one of my beautiful clients and she is manifesting her dream partner. And when we were speaking, she was speaking on how she really wants, you know, a relationship where 
She feels fully accepted. She feels like she can be really open and she feels like she can be vulnerable and she she wants someone to be able to accept that vulnerability and, and be able to have that acceptance of her. And I asked her because we had been talking earlier in the session. We had been talking and she's like, I just don't really like the parts of myself that feel lonely and I don't want to talk about or I don't want to pay attention to the parts of myself that feel lonely and sad and I don't accept that part of myself and so what I brought her back to when she said that she wants a partner who accepts herself or accepts her and that she wants this partner that accepts her vulnerability I said I want you to pay attention because when you said earlier that you are not accepting of your vulnerable moments and that you don't accept yourself at that level of when you feel lonely you tend to push those feelings away you can't expect to to attract someone who is accepting of you if you don't accept yourself. If you don't accept every single part of yourself, good and bad, no matter what it is, you cannot expect to attract someone who is also accepting of yourself. You can't attract something that you're that you want that you're not doing currently for yourself. So when we relate that to let's say you want someone who's honest, but you're not being honest with yourself about different, you know, various things, whatever it may be it would be very difficult or unlikely that you'll attract someone who's honest with you as well. So, you know, it always comes back to who you are being and your subconscious beliefs around what you deserve and what you're willing to do and what you're willing not to do. So I always like to talk about embodiment, as you know. It's a very common theme on all of my podcast episodes that you must embody the qualities that you want to attract, regardless if that's money, if that's jobs, if that's career, if that's family, if that's friendships, if that's relationships, you have to become what you want. So for example, if you want a partner who is kind to you, I would challenge you to ask yourself, am I kind to myself currently? How's my inner dialogue? Am I, is my inner dialogue kind? How am I kind to myself just on a daily basis? Are my thoughts kind? Am I kind to others? Am I kind to my family? Am I kind to my friends? And if there are any gaps there to where you say, you know, I'm really kind to other people, but I don't think I'd necessarily deem that I am kind to myself based on my inner thoughts and my inner dialogue. That's where you make that shift. And that is where you start saying, okay, now that I have the awareness that I need to be more kind to myself, whenever I have a negative thought pop up, I'm going to challenge it and I'm going to question it because that's going to start the process of me being more kind to myself. From there, once you gain that awareness and you start flipping those thoughts and you start being more kind to yourself, you are then embodying kindness and that's what you're going to attract in a partner. You have to first be kind to yourself if you want to find a partner that's kind to you. Likewise, if you want someone who has a great sense of humor, okay, let's just say that you want someone who makes you laugh and you want someone who makes light of situations, you have to start doing that for yourself as well. You have to start saying, you know, looking at the things that happen in your life with the lens of, of, you know, from a sense of humor perspective. And that doesn't mean that you go into self-deprecating jokes, but, you know, if something happens and you make, I don't know, quote-unquote mistake or you trip or you fall or whatever it is, you laugh. You don't get so caught up on, oh my gosh, I just so embarrassed that happened. You just make light of it and joke about it and, and, and you know, get to the point where you're you're showing yourself that compassion through humor. And that's how you're, again, going to attract a sense of humor. You're going to attract someone who's able to laugh at, at you know, the things that should be laughed at and, and that are funny about the human experience. So 
My point in telling you all of that, again, is just that you have to embody. You have to, have to, have to embody the qualities that you want. And I've just been getting so many DMs from you guys, been getting so many DMs. How can I manifest my dream partner? How can I manifest this, you know, person into my life? I'm really, really want to begin manifesting. You know, I want to, you know, make sure that I have companionship and I and company and whatever else it is. And one more thing I want to make clear is your why energy behind why you want to manifest your dream partner. Why do you want to manifest your dream partner? And um, this this comes from Case Kenny. I read one of his books um, or his journals, and he says that your why has to be has to be there. It has to be there. And I want a partner because I want to someone to to enjoy life with, and I want someone to grow with. And I want to grow into the best version of myself with somebody else. That is the proper why. I want someone so I can grow to a level I've never grown before and they can grow to a level that they've never grown before. I want to grow with someone. It is not, your why energy should not be, I want someone so I'm no longer lonely. I want someone so I can be happy. I want someone so I can fill some other type of void that I'm not looking at within myself and healing prior to that person showing up. Case Kenny is so, so, so powerful. And if you follow him on Instagram, or if you don't follow him on Instagram, I highly recommend you do because the way that he speaks about manifesting a dream partner and stepping into the type of partner that you want to, to attract, it's so powerful. And making a list of all the qualities that you want in a partner and making sure that you're doing things on a daily basis to embody those same qualities is how that person is going to be magnetized to you. They're already out there. They already exist. They already exist for you or else you would not even be able to picture that person. You would have a completely different view about what relationships are if that person wasn't out there. So I don't ever want you to feel like you're being too picky or, you know, you're being too unrealistic or you're being this, you're being that. Like what society tells us that we have to sacrifice our needs so we're not alone. Or we have to sacrifice as women, we have to sacrifice our needs so we don't end up being an old maid. We have so much societal pressure on us as women to be tied down by a certain age. And and, and from my client's perspective, her culture too, she, she has this pressure, this cultural pressure that she was, you know, supposed to be married by this age and have kids by this age and the fact that she's not it's also put a pressure on her to feel like she needs to compromise her needs but the way that we get over that pressure and the way that we actually begin and I'm looking at the clock right now it's 11 11 and I'm so excited that I'm talking about this at 11 11 because it's such a big topic in my dms like I said but the way that we get over that pressure whether it's societal cultural from our parents from our friends from our siblings from TV shows, whatever that pressure, wherever you're feeling that pressure, the way we get over that is by inherently stepping into our self-worth and our self-acceptance and accepting and allowing ourselves and the allowance of our emotions and the allowance of our loneliness, the allowance of our sadness that we might feel alone, the allowance of our emotions. And it's the allowance of our needs as well, allowing ourselves to say, this is something that's a non-negotiable for me and I'm not going to let anybody talk me out of it because this is my life and I get to choose what makes me happy. I get to choose what I want in a partner and just because I have very high standards and I have not even high standards but you know exactly what you want does not mean that you are being unrealistic. 
You are not obligated to take on the belief of anybody else in regards to your relationship needs. If you want something and you want something very specific in a relationship, then you're that's your prerogative. And if you believe that it's possible, it's going to happen for you. If you don't believe that it's possible and you still are sitting there and saying, I need this, but I don't think it's out there. I don't believe it's out there. You're not going to get it. You have to have the belief systems set in place that are going to support you on your journey to manifesting your dream partner. It cannot come from a place of, God, I know I'm being way too picky. I should just lower my standards or I'm being way too picky. I'm never going to find anybody. Change that and switch that and say, I know exactly what I want because I know exactly who I am. And I am not willing to sacrifice my own desires or my own needs to gain the approval of my family, society, my culture. You know what you want for a reason. Those desires are there for a reason and they would not be there if they were not available to you. So you have to you have to continue to work on your self-worth and you have to continue to work on the feelings of I am worthy of this type of relationship. I am under the belief that this person is out there for me and I can absolutely attract them when I embody the qualities that I am wanting to attract in a partner. In a partner. So it doesn't come down to what you're doing. It doesn't come down to, well, I'm going to journal on my person and I'm going to write down all the qualities. I'm going to do a conscious effort of meditating about my, my dream partner. It's about who you're being. And it's a harsh reality, right? It can be really difficult sometimes to accept that we are the only thing that's standing in our way of manifesting anything that we desire. It's about who you are showing up as. If you want someone who is into health and fitness, but you're not currently into health and fitness, what do you believe needs to change in order for you to attract that type of person? And I'm going to let you reflect on that because it relates to any area of your life. If you want someone who cooks, but you don't currently cook, how can you embody someone who likes to cook? You can start learning how to cook. You can start learning how to enjoy cooking, right? And it doesn't mean that you have to take on personality traits of somebody else, right? It doesn't mean that you drop everything that you're doing and you say, well, because I want a partner that's funny, I need to drop everything I'm doing and go learn how to be funny. No, you are already funny. You already have that humor within you or else you wouldn't be able to recognize it in someone else. Everything is a mirror. Everything that exists in you, you're you're able to recognize in someone else. So it's not about dropping everything. It's just about you want these things for a specific reason because they already reside within you and it's about illuminating those qualities within yourself so you can become a magnet to that type of reality and, and get that reality magnetized towards you. And again, I want to, I want to stress the importance that this is not a codependent situation. This is not, well, I want someone who golfs, so I have to go golf. Or I want someone who, you know, learns how to, or I want someone who reads, so now I have to start taking up reading. Because and like one thing that just popped up into my mind too when I'm saying this is that you wouldn't have these desires if you didn't also enjoy doing these things because typically we what we long for in a partner is what we already enjoy doing so when it comes down to you know I want someone who's hardworking. I want someone who's kind I want someone who's compassionate I want someone who's intimate it's just about illuminating those qualities within you because they're already there they already exist it's about embodying and stepping into the energy of those qualities and really 
honing in on your ability to create those same feelings every single day for yourself first. Because like I say with money, money shows up. It's just going to amplify the feelings that you already have. So when you relate that to manifesting your dream partner, your dream partner showing up, your happiness or your joy or your security or your, you know, confidence, whatever it is, it should not be contingent on that person showing up. You need to be happy now. You need to be confident now. You need to be secure now. You need to be hardworking now, whatever it is. You need to be filled with joy and compassion now. And when that desire, that aka that person, manifests into your reality, that person will amplify the feelings of confidence, the feelings of joy, the feelings of security. It will not be the cause for those things. It will not be the cause of those emotions or that state. It will just simply amplify. Likewise, if you flip the coin and you say, okay, if I am attracting my dream partner, somehow I manifest that dream partner into my life, even though I'm not embodying those qualities and I'm living from a place of lack, I'm living from a place of insecurity, self-consciousness, you know, depression, sadness, anger. Likewise, your mind still is going to pick up on the things that are currently going on. So if you're focusing on anger, you're focusing on sadness, you're focusing on depression, and that that person shows up in your life and manifests, your mind is only going to be able to pick up on the things that make you angry about that person or depress you about that person or make you feel insecure about that person because those are the emotions that are already inherently going on. Outside circumstances do not create your emotional state, regardless of what they are does not matter. And I'm going to give it to you harshly because there's too many people out there that are blaming outside circumstances for their emotional state or their state of being. And it's not the case. Nothing can make you feel any certain way. You choose that feeling. No one can hold a gun to your head and say, feel happy, feel sad, feel angry. You choose that emotion based on your internalization of an external event. And that all goes back to your belief systems and what you're focusing on the most. So that person that manifests your dream partner, it will only they will only amplify whatever feelings are already present. So that's why it's important to begin creating the joy, the security, the confidence within yourself first. Because then you are taking your power back and saying, I can create this at any time. And when things do hit the fan, when shit hits the fan in the relationship, you don't take that as a reflection of your worth. And you don't take that as a reflection of your, you know, the way that you deserve love or your worthiness around love. You know that because you're already happy, you can make yourself happy and that person will just add to it. When you place your happiness on someone else, number one, it creates a lot of pressure on that person and it can it can give a great deal of resentment. But number two, you give all of your power away to create happiness on your own and be self-sufficient with that type of happiness on your own. You are placing your worth on an outside outside circumstance, which is never something that you want to do because worthiness is inherent. We are all inherently worthy. And it's not something that is, again, placed on a dream partner or a certain amount of money or a certain job or a certain friendship. 
that is when you're going to begin creating that dream partner and and magnetizing that person towards you. It doesn't happen from, well, once I manifest my dream partner, I will be happy. You're giving all your power away. Why would you give all of your power to that person to be happy when you can create happiness at any given moment? And you can step into that happiness now without having to place it onto an external event. Because when you place your worth and your happiness on an external event, you have to wait for that thing to pop up before you can be happy. The search for happiness is complete bullshit. Happiness is a state. It's a state, an emotional state. It's an emotional way of being. You do not, it does not come. It's just here. And if you can tap into it, you will experience it. That's it. Happiness is always surrounding us, but it's if we have the ability to tap into that happiness at any given moment by removing the lack, removing the insecurity, removing the unworthiness. That's how you tap into it. You don't tap into it when something arrives. You tap into it now and then that thing will arrive as a byproduct of you tapping into that happiness. That is how you manifest. It is not, I will be happy when. It's, I'm happy now and I know because I'm happy, a byproduct of that happiness is going to be my desire arriving because I've already chosen to be happy about it. And I've already chosen to be grateful for it right now, regardless if it's currently in my my external experience or not. So that's how you manifest a dream partner. You don't manifest a dream partner by doing conscious manifesting rituals. I'm, again, giving it to you straight. I'm not here to sugarcoat shit. You do not do or you do not manifest a partner by journaling on what qualities you want this partner to have. Yes, it's very important to get specific, but it comes down to who you are being on a daily basis. It comes down to who you're being. It does not come down to anything else outside of yourself. It comes down to who you are showing up as. That is who you are going to attract in any type of relationship, romantic or platonic or family relationships as well. You are going to attract and you are going to teach people what you deem acceptable and what you do not by the way that you are being and the way that you are showing up in the world. That's how you manifest your dream partner is by being those qualities. By being hardworking if you want a hardworking partner. By being funny if you want a funny partner. By being kind if you want a kind partner. You embody them. You embody that version of that person. And that's how you do it. So, please let me know what you think of this episode. I know it's short. I'm trying to keep my podcast a little bit shorter unless I'm doing an interview just because I know that time is valuable and I don't, again, I'm never here to sugarcoat anything with you, babes. I want it to be concise and very to the point and very fluff free. And that's what I'm here for. So please let me know what you thought about this by leaving a review. And when you leave a review, if you can share it on Instagram as well, if you'd like, and you can tag me, I always repost when people tag me. And I love to see what your biggest takeaways were and what your thoughts are on everything that I discussed today. So please let me know what you learned, your biggest takeaway, and always feel free to message me on what you want, you know, to talk, want me to talk about on these podcast episodes because I'm always searching for new topics and I love you and go spread your light. Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned. Hit subscribe. And as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at blissingoutblog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.